Hello. This is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Welcome to the show tonight, Zach. Uh, the biggest thing on Netflix pretty much at the moment is this rom-com to all the boys I've loved before. Have you have you seen this one pop up on your Netflix at all? Uh, I haven't watched it myself, but... I have seen it advertised, yeah. It's the big, it's the one they're pushing at the moment. Anyway, I sat down to watch it last night. At did long you? Last. Yeah, of course I did. You were telling me the other day you're obsessed about it. I watched the first half hour and I hadn't got around to finishing it. But it is, the, don't take that as a testament to the quality of the film. Is it a film or a yeah. series? It's a film. Okay. It's a romantic comedy. It's a beautiful one. In fact, it's being called the best teen romance of the decade. Mm-hmm. From which, who? Uh, <laughs> no, a website I was on when I was Googling it earlier. Oh, out. websites. They're hard to make. <laughs> it's getting rave reviews, this, this film. And if you're looking for a rom-com over the next few days, check it out. The point is... I've seen a lot of talk about To All The Boys I've Loved Before, but I I picked something up watching it last night that I haven't seen anybody else covering. Yeah. I saw something while I was watching it that I think might detract from the overall quality of the film, mm-hmm. and I think it needs to be brought to light, and we'll get there shortly. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, I believe I've uncovered a conspiracy. Zach's Files. Mm. I'm going to add this to a long list of conspiracies that I've uncovered worldwide. Yeah, in the Zach files. You've got your filing cabinet over there. Yep. Good, good stuff. All right, what's what's tonight's Zach's file? I believe the Queen of England is using Peppa Pig as a tool to further the imperialistic goals of the British Empire. <laughs> it okay. goes straight to the top! <laughs> so hang on, let me just get my head around this. Peppa Pig, the kids show. Yeah. You think Queen Elizabeth II Correct. is using this kids show to do what? To further yeah. the imperialistic goals what does that of mean? the British Empire. What do you mean by that? They're trying. The British Empire is trying to take over the world using Peppa Pig. Okay, right. So the Queen's trying to take over the world with Peppa Pig. I got it. My sure. two-year-old niece. Yeah. I was sent a video the other day of her saying "Mummy." Yeah. Have a listen to this. Okay. Mummy. That's my two-year-old niece, an Australian. Yeah. Two Australian parents mm. have been in Australia their whole lives. No accents. Listen to it again. Mummy. That uh, does sound pretty British. Listen to how Peppa Pig yep. says mummy. Mummy! Now, my niece <laughs> watches Peppa Pig yep. all day, every day. Yeah, this sure. is her. Mummy! This is Peppa Pig. Mummy! Can you see the influence Peppa Pig has on my niece, Dom? Uh, I can. I mean, but how, how do we know it's not just coincidence? Maybe the show's just made in England. They use English voice actors. Have a think about this. Yeah. Let's think about the two words, Peppa Pig. Yep. We'll take Peppa. <laughs> sure. Now, who are the world's biggest exporters of pepper? Number three on that list is India. Sure. Now, when we think about India, Mm. what do we know? Well, we know that India, between the years of 1858 and 1947, were under British rule. We do know that. It goes straight to the top, Dom! Now, when we think about pork... (laughs) Great. Pig, yeah. the other part of Peppa Pig, and we think about who are the biggest pork exporters in the world. Does this also have a loose connection to England? Germany. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Who did Germany fight in the Second World War? (laughs) Well, among many other countries. England. England. It's not a coincidence, Dom. Coincidence has to stop somewhere. Yeah, I suppose so. You might say, how is the Queen involved? Well, I don't think the Queen is involved. You haven't proven in any way why Queen Elizabeth II is part of this. Who is Queen Elizabeth II's father? Do you know? I'm not sure, actually. George. So he was the king, King George. 
correct? Yeah. Who is Peppa Pig's brother? <laughs> oh my goodness, it's George! Dom, open your eyes! <laughs> open your eyes! Okay. All these facts are stacking up! Right. I so, went back to the Queen's mm. Christmas message in 2018. Wherever and however you are watching, I wish you a peaceful and very happy Christmas. I counted the blinks, and I believe... <laughs> In Morse code, (laughs) the Queen was saying Peppa Pig is going to rule the world. (laughs) Okay. So let me just get... I just want to get my head around this. Mm -hmm. So Peppa Pig, as a secret British agency of the Queen, similar to MI6 James Bond, is infiltrating the world to get two-year-olds to speak with slightly British accents when they say mummy. Yeah, well, they're going to grow up with a British accent, and that's going to lead to the whole world being Britain. Have a listen. This is my niece. Mummy. This is Peppa Pig. Mummy. Can you see what's going on here, Dom? Do I need to connect the lines, or are you smart enough to look at it yourself? (laughs) Well, I'm just saying we're both adults. I guess we didn't grow up with Peppa Pig. That's why we have our Australian accents. I'm saying they're getting into the kids. Mummy. Yeah. (laughs) So the the whole next generation of Australian kids are going to speak in British Are you not convinced? I'm not really, no. Have a listen to this. Sure. Series 4, episode 27 <laughs> of Peppa Pig. Oh, there's more. <laughs> Who appears? Hello to you all. Hello, Queen. <laughs> Today, I have decided to give an award to the hardest working person in the country. As I said, okay. Dom, I believe the Queen <laughs> of England is using Peppa Pig as a tool to further the imperialistic <laughs> goals of the British Empire. Wow. And I believe the evidence supports me. What do we do then? What, do we, what can we do? We have to cut off Peppa Pig at the source. <laughs> we have to kill Peppa Pig. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian and it kills me to say that. <laughs> okay. But sometimes in these dark times, we have to go sure. to dark measures. All right. Well, I mean, th- this has global ramifications, what you've exposed on the show tonight. We do not want Peppa Pig no. infiltrating the minds of our young ones. Well, in that case, Zach, get the pitchforks ready. <laughs> We're coming after you, Peppa. <laughs> Maybe with a little bit of salt and pepper and a roasting. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Prize piggy bank. Dom, our radio show's on so late at night. Yep. The radio station doesn't give us any prizes to give away, but we wouldn't take no for an answer. So we figured out a way that you guys can get prizes. The way we're going to do it, we will enter other people's competitions. (laughs) And share the winnings with you. We're going we're gonna to win first and then pass on the winnings. That's kind of how this show's going to get prizes, Zach. Now, the Robin Hood of radio. That's it. Now, the issue so far, we entered to win one of three Peter Rabbit DVDs. Did not win. Did not win. We entered to win the $100 million Powerball last week. Did not win. Did not win. Now, I would have been happy with either of those wins. Equally happy. Yeah. To be honest. Unfortunately, we didn't I could either. make one of those dreams come true for you. <laughs> right. The point is, unfortunately, we don't have a Peter Rabbit DVD or $100 million. I don't think we're entering enough competitions. Well, this, we've changed strategy this week. Instead of entering one a week, I, today, Zach, have done a bulk enter. I'm going to read through a list of all these competitions I've entered today on behalf of this radio show. So I like your thinking. What I'm about to read out, yeah. you could win all of these prizes coming up on this show if we win them What first. have you entered this afternoon on behalf of the Australian people? Well, I started big. I went a brand new Audi, valued at $40,000. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All you had to do was put your name in. I thought it was a pretty good competition. Uh, I've entered for a $93 harmonica. What? What? 
publication was that through? That was through a harmonica website. Okay. The, yeah, apparently sure. there's three popular brands of harmonica, right? And is a $90 harmonica an expensive one? I'm not sure. What I thought they'd be like $6. It, I'll tell you what, to enter the competition, you had to give your details. And then there was a question saying, what's the best brand of harmonica? And I smartly ticked the one that was offering the competition. Uh, <laughs> you're already ahead. That's it. Um, a Father's Day book pack, five books, Father's Day. A $1,000 luxury shoe voucher. Excellent. Tickets to see Sam Smith when he's here in November. Oh, we could be giving away music tickets. I know, but we don't even get them. What about a $3,000 fridge? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Had far too many compartments, I think. Is a it a smart fridge? Um, I'm not sure. Doesn't matter. Not sure. We'll take any fridge. Uh, $150 mum's pampering pack. Uh, $50 personalised Father's Day mugs. So you can put pictures of you and dad on there. Those are what we've entered so far. But there's one more I want to enter tonight, Zach, before this, this binge of entering is done. Yeah. Uh, because I found on Gardening Australia's website, which I know is a favourite of yours. Got it saved to my homepage. They are giving away 10 pieces of garden art. Valued at fifty dollars each. Mm. Personally, not my cup of tea. You're not a garden art fan. No. Okay. Well, what is garden art? What does it look like? Uh, it's kind of like. Um, is it like a sculpture? Yeah, sort of. It's like looks like it's made out of metal, like maybe corrugated iron, yeah. and it's like a picture of like a bird on top of What's a it shovel. Worth? Uh, they say fifty dollars each, right? It probably could increase with value over time as well, like yeah. good art does. <laughs> That's a good point, right? So we might win all of those things I've listed. We've just got to enter this one, and I reckon then we're giving ourselves a fighting chance to win a prize. What do we have to do for the garden art? So you have to, in twenty-five words or less, uh, tell them about an innovative method you have used to attract birds into your garden. Now I know you're the gardener here, Zach. Mm. I would normally think maybe seeds or a bird bath is how you attract birds into the garden. Yeah. I don't know about an innovative way. What happens if we say mm. we filled <laughs> a bird feeder with hot chips? Because I know at the beach, yeah. birds love hot chips. They do love hot chips. And they probably like hot chips more than seeds. <laughs> do you reckon the Gardening Australia people will take that entry seriously? Um, yeah. I reckon that'll stand out to them amongst them. All right, you know what? Let's do it. So do we have 25 words or less? Yeah. Uh, we have made, we have filled our bird feeder with hot chips because we know birds love hot chips. Because we know birds love hot chips. I've just entered that in. That is under 25 words. That entry is in, Zach. Guys. There we go. Not only could you be the proud owners of some garden art. Yes. But you could also have a brand new Audi. Yep. You could have a brand new fridge. Yep. All equally as exciting prizes. Or, or if everything goes well, we might even have a $93 harmonica to give away. Oh, imagine the tunes. <laughs> you could rock on that. Stay tuned. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, you and I on this show love a good bit of product placement. Um, when we're, you know, when they try to sneak a Basically an ad into a TV show or movie we're watching. Mm -hmm. You like to kind of pay tribute to it. It's kind of like in a movie when you see a conversation and then suddenly they say, hey, can I get you a drink yeah. from the fridge? And That's the person it. goes, do you have any icy cold Cokes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and they say, yeah, I have the new Coke mm. Orange. Well, the, here's the thing, right, is I was watching this new Netflix movie to all the boys I've loved before, um, which is, uh, I think, where they released the past week or two. Great film. Heavily recommend it. Great romantic comedy. Uh, and uh, very heart very moving. Very heartwarming. But I did notice about halfway through, Zach, one of the better pieces of product placement that I've seen before, because it came so out of the blue in the film. And I just wanted to celebrate it, right? So as I see it, there's three tiers of product placement. Okay. The first is when it, the product's just in the background of a shot. Yeah. The second is when it's kind of 
in central to the scene. Mm. The third, though, is when, as you mentioned, they are able to work the product into conversation. That's the holy grail of the product placement. That's it. That's what you're going for. If and, you can sneak that in, and I imagine that's what the brands pay the most money for. Yeah, to get it to get lines in the script about the product. It's pretty good. So, let me take you into the film. We're about halfway through. The main character, who's a uh, late teenage girl, is chatting to her best friend, another late teenage girl, under the grandstand of their football field. Yeah. They're just chatting about relationship issues. Yeah. And then it goes to a wider shot, mm-hmm. and you discover that they're having lunch. <laughs> and they have, both of them have Subway cups yeah. and Subway subs. The branding's very clear. Subway's a pretty big product placement <laughs> company. Yes, I've noticed that. And uh, th- this conversation ens- uh, ensues just in the middle of the film. Okay, so remind me again why we have to eat these subs under the bleachers. Dude, we can't have these contraband Subway cups out in the open. P.S. That sub is tight. That sub is tight is the last line there. Now, I feel like if you took that isolated 20 seconds of footage there, because there's a bit on either end of it where they're kind of eating and drinking the the Subway, it was very close to a Subway ad. Yes. You could actually have just put Subway's latest deal on the end of it. Eat fresh. (laughs) You could have just put it on the end there. It was remarkable because it kind of is a bit jarring when you're watching this narrative unfold Mm. and suddenly you've got two young women enjoying Subway. Yeah. It's bizarre. If you can ever get characters to say the name of the brand. Yeah. You're going well. That's it. And you you right, make a fair point. I looked up. So Subway in numerous TV shows, apparently Chuck, Hawaii Five O, among many others, Subway have had characters in the shows eating their food and using the brand names. Apparently there was an episode of one show once where they started speaking about the specials on at Subway. In so, community, do you know that sitcom? Yeah, yeah. They open a Subway at the school. I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, initially I wanted to come in here and congratulate, you know, the makers of To All The Boys I've Loved Before, yeah. right, for some great product placement. But I think we need to finally acknowledge Subway. I think what we do is need to congratulate Subway yeah. and acknowledge that they've actually, in a way, mm. funded some of your most favorite <laughs> TV and movies. <laughs> so it. really, yeah. we should be thanking them for the art they've put into the world. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Have you ever come up with an idea in a dream and you thought it was the greatest thing in the world yeah. and then when you woke up a little while later, mm. you're like, what was I thinking? What, what's happened? What's happened? In a hazed, dreamlike state at 3 a.m. this morning, I have come up with what I thought was an award-winning radio idea. Oh, like the one that will finally distinguish us from the pack. I woke up. It was so clear in my mind. And I thought, wow, that came to me in my sleep. And I thought, that is going to take us Mm. to the next level. People across the country are going to be laughing. They're going to be crying as this is broadcast across the nation. Did you like think about reaching straight for your phone to call me or call a producer? I was just so happy. Yeah, right. I was just so happy. I was like, we've done it. Well, this sounds amazing so far. I mean, I can't see any problem. I'm ready to hear this game changing segment. Well, the problem was a few hours later Mm. when I remembered what I had dreamt about. (laughs) I saw it in a slightly different light. Oh, you've gone colder on it. That was an awful idea. <laughs> well, uh, hold on a second. No, I think what we have here is an uh, is it's the same idea yeah. that one version of you today thought was award winning and game changing. Yeah, but that person was barely conscious. Yeah, well, at this time of night, that could be most of our listeners. Okay, it's possible this idea could be game changing. Would you like to hear the idea? Give me the idea, and I'll judge. What do you got? The idea is called baby bragging. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everybody likes to brag about their baby on social media. You put up cute photos, cute updates, Mm. but you don't always get the attention that you think it deserves. Mm. So what happens if on 131060, Mm. we got people to call up 
and brag about their babies and we could finally get them the attention that their babies deserve. Look, it's not the best segment I've ever heard, is Mm. my instinctive response. I do believe it's better than some segments I've come up with fully conscious, (laughs) (laughs) some of which have made it onto this show. So, look, I'm... Would you like to test it? Yeah, I think we should test it. Would you like to test if this will work? Yeah, like, I mean... Will a segment thought up mm. in a dream... Yeah. Work in the real life. Well, it's kind of blending the worlds, isn't it? This is basically Inception. Uh, yes. I don't remember the film it's well. It's Inception Radio. It's Inception Radio is what's going on here. And if this does happen to work, I mean, what an avenue this opens for the future. Would you like to be a part of baby bragging? Would yeah. you like to brag about your infant? Mm. Give us a call on 131060 right now, and we're going to see if a radio segment thought up in a dream can actually work. Baby bragging. This is baby bragging on mm. thirteen ten sixty. Yeah. Would you like to brag about your baby? See, mm. because everyone posts about their baby on social media, Dom, on yeah. Facebook, on Instagram, but it might not get the attention it deserves. So that's it. On the radio, will it finally get the ears to hear it? Well, that's it, and maybe we can finally settle the debate: who actually has the best baby? Do you know what I mean? When we hear all these, people, is that a big debate in the world? Is well, it? you know, everyone the greatest thinks, baby. Everyone thinks their kids are the best kids. We can have an objective decision on that. We have Brad in Brisbane on 131060. Why is your baby so good, Brad? Well, she's pretty spunky. She's yep. got the maddest mohawk. She's got <laughs> beautiful blue eyes. Mm. The cheekiest smile, I'll tell you. Oh, look at that. He's a proud dad. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, proud dad. First kid, you know. Congratulations, on, Brad. I don't Beautiful. often hear about babies with mohawks, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> Can I ask, is that more of a natural thing that's happened, Brad, or have you, have you artificially styled that? Oh, I don't know. It just came naturally. I think she copied my genes. Yeah, yep, okay. okay. Yeah, right. Well, that's good. I mean, it's good to know. Uh, both well for a big future. We have Cody in Newcastle. Cody. What do you want to say about your baby? Uh, mine's a dog, but, like, yeah, he's fantastic. Hang on, wait. Are we accepting dogs as babies, Dom? <laughs> this is your segment, Zach, from your dream. What do you reckon? Are we accepting dogs? We'll accept dogs. We'll accept dogs. Do you still want me to play the baby laughing sound effect for a dog? Yeah. Great. Yeah, right. well, Tell us about your dog, Cody. Uh, my dog's very well trained. He sits, he shakes, he lays down, he rolls over. He plays dead. He attacks on command. He growls on command. He speaks on command. What well, sounds That's like the full suite? In more intelligent yeah. than a baby dog. Yeah, I reckon so. <laughs> if I came across a baby that could do half of those things, I'd be impressed. <laughs> Maybe true. not attack on command. Well, I mean, probably that, don't want a child to do that. That would be an unusual baby. I'll be honest. That, you'd probably have some concerns if your baby could do that. But apart from that, I mean. Maybe if we broaden it out to, to dogs as well, this segment could have more than one weekend. We have Matthew in Cairns. Matthew, what do you want to brag about your baby? I want to just brag about my baby, Tilly, about how amazing she is. She's just started walking today, and, well, that's probably not the best thing because she's been getting up to a lot of mischief, uh, pulling everything out the drawers and, mm. you know, trying to explore the world Matthew, in her big ways. your child walked for the first time today. Today. I've got this on record, so I want to like I'm gonna play this to her when she's a lot older. Yep. That's yeah. remarkable. What's well, her name? Tilly. Tilly. Tilly walked for the first time today, Dom. And did you today. Hear, uh, did you hear what Matthew said? Matthew's gonna keep the audio of this radio segment and play it to Tilly when she's older. Yeah. Right, so Will this Tilly th- know what radio is? I mean, I don't know if radio has a couple of years left, yeah, let alone enough years that uh, Tilly will even understand. It will be like a fossil. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, Matthew, I mean, if, if that case, if you are going to play this to Tilly, Zach came up with this segment in his dream last night, baby breaking. What do you reckon? Do you think it's got potential for the radio or do you think this is a one-off? 
Matthew. Yo, sorry. Huh? <laughs> okay, Not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight, Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull is loving collecting Cole's Little Shop items. It is the best fun I've ever had in my life. I'm so happy. I love everything about it. Also, Donald Trump was asked if he'll buy the new single from Five Seconds of Summer. I don't know who they are. I know nothing about them, so I wouldn't be doing that. And Tom Cruise drank his frozen Coke too fast and got a brain freeze. It took about two weeks, actually, for my temperature to kind of, of my body to kind of settle back in. It was, uh, it was pretty interesting. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. You've listened to the show before, you know that each week we ask, beg, nay, plead for five-star reviews on the iTunes podcast store, a.k.a. the Collective Noun Forum, a.k.a. the happiest place on the internet. And it is so easy to get into the Collective Noun Forum. All you have to do is search for Collective Noun on iTunes, leave a five-star rating on the iTunes podcast store, that is your admission price in, then you can write whatever you want and enjoy your time in the forum. Now... Zach, just before we do get started, I know mm-hmm. you've been working on the Mount Rushmore of the forum. Yeah. Chiseling some faces in. Have you finished uh, Tracy Grimshaw and Shane Warne now? Uh, they are complete. They are great. Well, I've got a new suggestion for you. What's that? If you're open to this. Well, we've been talking about Denise Drysdale a lot on yeah, the Ding show Dong. lately. I wonder if Ding Dong could get on Mount Rushmore. What we're going to have is a hallway mm. inside the mountain yep. of some smaller heads. Okay, right. <laughs> sure. And she can be one of those. I've got to say, a hallway in a mountain sounds very villain-esque. Yeah, I, I, it's similar <laughs> to Richie Rich. Right, okay. Did you ever see the live-action Richie Rich in the early 90s? I think I did once or twice. I don't they had their well. own version of Mount Rushmore, mm. and it was hollowed out inside. Sure. And they had, like, a safe in there. <laughs> right. That's really our inspiration. We get <laughs> yeah. most of our ideas for the Collective Down Forum yeah. from Richie Rich. You, you know, I know you and I are coming up, we're compiling a list of films we should watch together. Yeah. And I know Mighty Ducks is on there, Big yes. Fat Liar, the Frankie yes. Muniz film's on there. Should we add Richie Rich to the list? We should. My question about Richie Rich. Yeah. If his last name's Rich, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like how long have they been rich for? Well, <laughs> is that a coincidence that they have a lot of money and their last name's Rich? I don't know. I'm not sure it was well thought through. Because yeah. what if they go bankrupt? I mean, it's a bit of an ironic name now, yes. isn't it? It's a bit and sad. also, like the calling your kid Rich as well. Mm. I mean, it's a little much. And I would you agree with me? I mean, it was quite a novelty idea at the time, but when you look back on it, really, the whole concept is quite—it's everything that's wrong with capitalism. People um, exorbitantly throwing money around on their own Mount Rushmores yeah. instead of helping out the world. I think, from memory, I think the parents had a very, it was a job that you might look on favorably. Okay. Like they, <laughs> they gave a lot to charity or there was something like that. <laughs> right. And then the idea was that he had all the money in the world, mm. but what can't money buy? Yep. Friends. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Did, but look, no spoilers. I can't remember the end of the film. Does he end up with friends? Well, the difficulty with him is like he doesn't know whether people are coming along because yeah. he has so much money. Well, you and I had that chat last week, Zach, when we thought that we were going to win $100 million for the show, yeah. remember? We were chatting about how are we going to know if people want to hang out with us because we're great guys. That, that was, the, as you can see, a lot of these themes came up in Richie Rich. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And so we that's weren't it. the first to tackle them. We could have done an Australian version of Richie Rich based on one of our lives. Yeah. I imagine you'd do it on my life. Yeah. <laughs> Winning the $100 million in Lotto. Mm-hmm. It would have been great. Uh, anyway, well, look, add Richie Rich to the list. I look forward to it. We'll do a good movie session sometime soon, Zach. We'll do a movie marathon at my place. Certainly. I'll check with mum that we can get the couch. Um, 
Okay, sure. You don't get free reign? You don't have your own couch? or. Uh, well, there's one big TV upstairs, you know. It's where we watch the Santa Claus films mm. um, every December. But Speaking of which, we're only a few months away from Santa Claus 3. Oh, yeah, we're doing that? <laughs> yeah, we're absolutely doing that. Okay. So just prepare for that. Hey, look, the first person in the Collective Round Forum tonight is uh, has a great name. It is Alex L.A. Ice into the forum. Now, if we're talking about Rich being a great surname, surely there's no better surname than L.A. Ice. Uh, it's the best of the best. And uh, amazingly, mm. you probably had that name before L.A. Ice existed. <laughs> That's true. It's a good point. I mean, it's what an honor to have the convenience store soft drink named after you, potentially. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Alex's family It would be even it. better for Alex if L.A. Ice was their middle name. Why, why is that? Because they can say, you know how you say, like, courage is my middle name, <laughs> which I'm sure you said in primary school quite a lot. And what was it? It wasn't courage. What was it? My middle name is Russell, and I don't like talking about it because... No! What? <laughs> You're not in the schoolyard saying my middle name is Russell. Oh, right. You know what I mean? People would say, like, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> well, you I, know, kicking goals is my middle name. I did love teddy bears. Yeah. So I suppose it's possible I did utter the phrase teddy bears are my middle name. Yes. Yes. That's and possible. Imagine how much cooler it would have been if it yes. was L.A. Ice is my middle name. Do you reckon I could legally change my middle name to Milk? Yes. Because saying Milk is my middle name would be really cool. Yeah. I should look into that. Anyway, look, Alex L.A. Ice is just here to say uh, they're stopping by the park to ask if we're going to be open to advocating for L.A. Ice Vanilla Cola. Mm. I enjoy Vanilla Cola just as much as you guys and often dream of the creation of L.A. Ice Vanilla Cola. I hope you guys agree. I think it does exist. We've heard rumours. Now, this is a lot We've like... We've never seen it in the wild. No. We've seen pictures online. It's a bit like the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. We've only ever heard rumours. All the photos are a little bit blurry. Everywhere we've gone and asked about it, we've had no luck. Mm. Um, if I could get my hands on some LA Vanilla Ice, I reckon I might die on the spot. Life complete. Well, there's nothing else to do. Mm. There's nothing else would to do after that. Would you just disappear? Yeah, I, I think I would. It's some sort of... Um, I might ascend. Yeah. <laughs> I might be taken up in the clouds. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because of the flavour. <laughs> It'd be so light and yeah. airy. Yes. It would be. In fact, I'm pretty sure this whole notion that has existed through mythology of the Holy Grail, hmm. what was in the Holy Grail was vanilla LA ice. It's very possible because you never see inside it, do you? No, you don't. But all you know is that those who drink from it get eternal life. <laughs> That's it. And I'm pretty and sure. And cannot be killed. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure, Zach, in, in every depiction I've seen of the Holy Grail, it is served at room temperature. <laughs> it is. There was no refrigeration no in the Middle Ages. <laughs> and that fits with the mythology of LA ice as well. That's it. So, look, we can basically confirm that what was in the Holy Grail was vanilla LA ice. Have we ever (laughs) pointed out the irony that it's called LA ice and it's never served with ice? Oh, this is just part of the mystery, Zach. You can't try to understand the whole thing. You just enjoy the product. That's how LA ice cola works. It's it's an ironic name, is it? Like how Little John is Mm. actually really big. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so LA ice (laughs) is actually room temperature. And I think similar to how for many years people have quested their whole life for the Holy Grail, we have to quest our way to find some vanilla LA ice. That's our, that's, I'm not saying this year. We should get some sort of goblet to drink (laughs) LA ice out of. (laughs) The LA ice goblet. Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair call. Um, Where do you buy goblets from? Uh, I think there'll be a store. (laughs) A goblet store. A goblet store. All right, well, we'll find You know, it would be called something like fill your goblet. That's pretty It'd good. be there'd be a pun related name. <laughs> yep. Do you reckon goblets are popular enough to have a whole chain named after them? A novelty one, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well look, we're we're on the hunt for a goblet. And once we have the goblet, we will find the, the beverage to put in it. That's that's I guess the, the task ahead of us. Next up in the forum, Zach, we have Lemus Lemus Samuel. Okay, it's Samuel spelt backwards. 
then forwards and then backwards again. I see what's going on here. Um, and I what, bet that Samuel's password to pretty much <laughs> yeah, well, every one of their accounts. I reckon we can basically get Samuel's bank login now at this stage. I think they've accidentally put their password <laughs> into where you meant to put your iTunes name. <laughs> well, look, welcome in, Samuel, backwards and then forwards. Uh, Samuel just says that uh, I've been tossing up whether to write a review and enter the beautiful Collective Noun forum. Yeah. But hearing that Dom might be supporting Michael Bublé in his Australian shows sealed the deal. Dom singing is not the best. I mean, okay, firstly, don't come into the forum with an insult. Mm. But it's good to hear a singer who is so Aussie, even to the point of sounding bogan. And Dom's accent makes it very clear he is true blue, keen to listen to his daily gigs in the forum. Do you consider that a compliment? I'm not sure. Here's what I will say. It will Are be you not, not exactly Ocker. I'm not Ocker. I don't, someone told me the other day that I have a very distinctive Australian accent, and I didn't. I've not noticed that. Uh, were they from Australia? Yeah, they were actually. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I've not heard it. I will say, despite the fact that that Samuel has a few digs at my singing in there, mm. they do go on to say that that they'll be uh, coming to my daily gigs in the forum, and that's good news because yeah. I'll be honest, uh, the ticket sales haven't been through the roof for my my residency. Well, I think you need to lean into the Australiana. Okay, right. Like, do True Blue. Uh, um, put on, like, an Akubra cork. with some corks yeah. hanging around And I can head. sing, give me a home among the gum trees with lots of plum trees. Like, that sort of thing. Yeah. Any? Mm. Do you know any of uh, the rest of that song? <laughs> um, I know that it ends in an old rocking chair. I'll be honest. My, my memory outside of that's not great. Did you sing in school? I remember singing that song as a class. Uh, we didn't sing that one. I was in, as you know, I was in the boy band, the fellas. The boy um, band? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Did you have school-issued boy bands? <laughs> Sorry, the boy choir. Okay. The, the boys' choir. So what, you, you didn't have to bleach your hair and do <laughs> choreographed dances? Um, no, it was the, the, the boys' choir. The fellas. The fellas. We wore all black and we did uh, we did quite well in my senior year. What What do you mean you did quite well? Oh, like we won all the Estedfords and the, the boys' choir had never won the who Estedfords did you, before. Who did you verse? Um, like the other schools in the area. I don't know. It was a big deal. Now, I know the reason you're asking about this is because you know I was asked to mime in The Fellas. No, I forgot about that. (laughs) Okay. Were you? (laughs) Okay, well, this adds to the Dom singing (laughs) mythology. So you were in a choir in high school where you were asked to mime. How did that conversation go down? So it was my first time in a choir was grade 12 when I joined The Fellas, right? Because I thought, I I shouldn't go through all the school and not have a choir experience. Let's give this a go. Mm. (laughs) Were you in a choir? No. You missed out. Um, I'm not even really sure. I'm sure we did have a choir. I wasn't aware of it. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, the the uh, conductor was walking up and down the aisle on our first rehearsal of the, the fellas, and he said, stop, someone's tone deaf. <laughs> and he genuinely, kind of like an old military master, yeah. got us to sing as a choir and went through with his ear up to our, our voices, like one by one, before somebody saying, it's you, and pointing at me. That's genuinely quite humiliating. It is a little bit. And it might In be... front of the whole, why couldn't they, once they identified it was you, wait till after class? Well, Mr. Law isn't known for his sensitivity. Yeah. Um, and... So wait, hang on. Mm. And they don't kick you out of the choir. No. You're just required to mind. Yeah. Well, no, what, what Mr. Law said to me, and he didn't, I've re- I ran into him a few years ago. He denies this story. And I told him, <laughs> I guarantee you this is true. I remember it vividly. Was he said, you can hang around and get singing lessons. Mm. And I said, I'm not really interested in that. I mean, don't tame the natural wonder. No. Um, or he said, you can be in there and you can mime. Yeah. And... and boy, were those performances <laughs> some of the best miming you've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, there are some reports that Dom's miming brought a tear to the eye. Um, well, no, from look, 10 rows back, you could not tell. 
that he was not actually singing. Well, there's like 20 of us in the choir. So, you know, all I'll say is I got the pennant for the fellas winning those various Steadfords. Here's so, my question. Yeah. Uh, did your parents come and watch you? Ah, uh, they did. Yes. Were they aware of your miming? <laughs> they became aware sometime after I left high school. They did not. So know they at didn't the time. know at the time. So they, they were coming along to watch their son mime. Yeah. And you didn't <laughs> let them know. So afterwards, were they saying like you did so well? Yeah, yeah, they were. And, and you're like, yeah, I did. Mum, <laughs> that's right. Mum pushed me to go into other choirs after school. <laughs> And I said, Mum, that's probably not a good idea. There's a secret I'm going to let you in on. Wasn't singing in that one. But I got to be, it's like being able to be part of the team and you just play on the bench the whole time. But yeah. I still got to be part of the celebration. Yeah. Do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? That's the it's main thing, want. isn't it? It's what you want. Yeah. But the thing is, and that's what we're going to have at the big day, because I know that sometimes in Vegas, like um, Mariah Carey does a residency where yeah. she performs every night. And obviously I'm doing a residency in the forum. So as a mimer, you've yeah. gone solo. <laughs> you've gone solo. And now, but how does that work? Do you still mime? No, no, no. No. No, I sing. You're just taking the tone deaf. I just like to think that my singing is on tour. It's like abstract art. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's true. Um, It's not for everyone. Yeah, some people understand it. Yeah, some Some people people appreciate it. (laughs) That's it. I'm sure the majority don't. I'm sure Picasso was told to paint between the lines when he was younger, just Mm -hmm. like I was told to mime. Yeah, but look at him flourish, and look at me flourish. Yeah, and that's that's how I open each show. At the collected now. I do know that you did say to a teacher once, you don't know how high I can soar. Was that that teacher? <laughs> oh, no, it was that teacher. And it, was, <laughs> it was somewhat jokingly. I didn't seriously say it like I'm in a teen drama. But yeah. look, the point is, uh, thank you, Samuel, for your half compliment on my singing. And I look forward to seeing you. You'll get an intimate performance one-on-one in the Forum Park this afternoon. Uh, that is all we've got time for in the Collected Down Forum today. If you do want to be a part of it, we would love to have you on board. All you have to do is search for Collective Noun on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating as your admission price into the forum. Write whatever you want in the review, and we'll read it out next time on the show. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Noun's pet name game. We believe just by hearing the name of your pet, we can figure out what type of animal it is. Let's get right into it. We have Steph in Melbourne. What is your pet's name, Steph? Uh, Popeye. Popeye the sailor. Is something, is, so it's so, either an animal that loves yep. to be on the ocean. Mm. I was thinking maybe a muscly animal, Dom. An, an animal with big forearms. Well, Popeye, did Popeye have an animal in the show? I know Popeye loved spinach, was it? Yeah. Loved spinach. I don't think there was an animal. I'm thinking maybe like a parrot. You know what I mean? Like you'd have the parrot on the shoulder would be a general oh, yeah, pirate that's pretty Because I was thinking a muscly dog. I mean, both great options here. We're going to have to go one way or the other, though. I'm happy to go with parrot if you're confident. Uh, a bird. Let's go bird. Steph, is Popeye a bird? No, it's not. He's a fish. A fish. Does he have popped out yes. eyes? <laughs> no, because he's algae, which is green. So just like uh, Popeye. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes have you seen those goldfish and their eyes look like they're bulging out? But they always look shocked. Like something's just alarmed them. So I thought it could have been pop space yeah. eye. Yeah. Like popped eyes. It wasn't. That's a good name for a It would have been though. a good name. And, I mean, look, we could have seen the nautical theme. and the Anyway, we'll, we'll pick it up. We'll do well Christy here. Christy in Melbourne, what's your pet's name? Yeah. Christy, hello. hello. Oh, yeah. what's, your, what's your pet's name? Loki. Loki. Yeah. As in from the Thor films. Yeah. Okay. You're more across this than me, Dom. This is Tom Hiddleston's character. He's evil, isn't he? I or think... maybe he comes around. I don't uh, know. I'm he... not really across where he's at currently <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> it depends which film you're up to. Okay. Basically, Loki, Thor's brother, Tom Hiddleston plays him, who I can't stop thinking about Hiddle Swift when I see him There's in any movie. There's a famous movie. husky dog on Instagram that's yep. called Loki. Is there? Yeah. 
Okay. So it could be named after that dog, and it it's be. also a dog. That would make sense. I, I was also thinking dog, because Tom Hiddleston is Loki, has like stringy black hair. Yeah. And I was thinking a dog with similar stringy black hair might do it. So I reckon we go dog. Christy, is Loki a dog? Yeah. Yes! Come on. Bada bing, bada boom, baby! Did we get the, the reasoning right, or different reasoning? No, he's white. <laughs> he's white. Okay, well, I got that. Yeah, we just like Loki's character a lot, I guess. Yeah, okay. Just like Loki in the films? Thought, why not? I mean, really, that was a lucky shot then, Zach. But we got it anyway, and that's how the game works. Amy in Melbourne, what's your pet's name? My pet's name is Aladdin. It has to be a monkey. Well, hang on a second. Let's not jump in straight away. Aladdin has... Yeah, no. Abu, the monkey, who was my favourite character growing up. Yep. Well, it's not going to be a magic carpet. Well, I don't think it is going to be a magic carpet either, but I, do you really think Amy in Melbourne has a monkey? Uh, yes. Unless Amy works at the Melbourne Zoo, I think it's unlikely Amy has a monkey running around her backyard. Well, it's either a monkey or a tiger, which is also in the film, and I don't think it's a tiger. No, but you could condense a tiger down to a cat. Yep. You could condense a monkey down to... A what? A sea monkey. <laughs> okay. Are we going to go sea monkey? Is that what you want to do? If uh, you want to do that, I'll do it. Well, I feel like before we followed the line of yep. the Avengers... Sure. The TV, the film, and yep. we got there. I think with Aladdin, we follow the same line of film, <laughs> right. and we say Sea Monkey. <laughs> Do I even have to go to Amy? It's not going to be Sea Monkey. Amy, is Aladdin <laughs> a Sea Monkey? It's not even after the movie. Okay, it's well that's misleading though. That's misleading. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not on us. That's on you. <laughs> Amy, Why, what, what, what what animal is it? It's a p- princess parrot. It's Wait, a parrot? there's a parrot in Aladdin. Is it because of that? No, it was just after Aladdin saying it was a David Bowie reference. Oh, it's a Bowie reference. Right. All right, well, that can't be our fault. I mean, if you say Aladdin, everyone's going to think the Disney movie. No, like, who's singing the Bowie song first? Amy in Melbourne, yeah, obviously. <laughs> anyway, and look, we got one this, right today. This game ends way too often. <laughs> yep. In us lamenting <laughs> that people don't name their pets the right things. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, I had the unusual scenario earlier today of a well-known saying coming true in my life for the first ever time. My prediction is that you cried over some spilt milk. Because <laughs> yeah. well, that would cause you to cry. It would. In fact, some might wonder whether that saying originated with me. Um, uh, I... Two of your favourite pastimes, milk and crying. <laughs> That's usually what you're doing when I come over your house, one of the two. I am not crying once I've got the milk. I'm crying until I have the milk in my hands, and then I'm fine. No, look, this does. This wasn't that saying. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the story, and I want you at some stage when you think you've figured out what the saying was that came true to jump I'll buzz in. in. you buzz in, right? So I had to, uh, feel, you know, when you the, the water thing that you have in your car to spray the windscreen, mm. right? Um, you put a little bit of water in there, a little bit of detergent. Kind of wipes your windscreen. I had to fill that up. It was running low. So I opened up my hood and uh, I went to pour it in. And then I saw, hold on, there's an insect in here that's flying at me. Well, this is concerning. There's an insect when I open my hood of my car that starts flying at me and buzzing around my head. Buzz. (laughs) You got it? Yeah. Do you want me to say it? Say it. There was a bee in your bonnet. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what that means. (laughs) You know that, right? I don't know what it means. No. What is it? Bonnet like a hat. Right. <laughs> it doesn't mean in the front of your car. Well, I was thinking today. I don't think bees getting stuck in there is a common issue. And, and also, that doesn't fire you up and yeah, get you angry. It didn't seem to be that, that much of a hindrance. It's like, all right, the bee's gone now. I don't know why the person who came up with this saying was so angry. <laughs> um, 
If anything, the bee's got to be angry. Well, that's true. It's just been transported halfway across the city in bee terms. That's like going to outer space. It comes out (laughs) of the bonnet. It's like, where the hell am I? Where am I? Well, that's a fair point. And do check your bonnets for bees regularly. It's what I always (laughs) say as mechanical advice. That is what we've got time for on the show tonight. If you want to hear the full thing back, you can search for Collective Noun on iTunes and get the podcast there. See you tomorrow at 10. Bye! That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.